podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone, and loyal listeners, and welcome back to the Agency Intelligence Podcast. This is Caitlin Agar, and I'm guest hosting, bringing you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they make you believe because the forecast is out and the age of independence is here. And this series is all about you, the agency owner, and stepping into the new wave of opportunity that has the power to transform your agency and knock out the competition in the modern market. So naturally, I had to invite Tolga Demerald to the show. Hi, Tolga. How are you today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. And you were the perfect person to really dive into these topics with Tolga, because as many of our loyal listeners know, you're the CEO and founder of Agency Zoom, and your company has been making waves in the insurance world for for several years now. So um, I love Agency Zoom. Agency Zoom is a system that my agency's used in the captive side, the independent side. We use it at Quantum. And man, you guys are doing great things. We're having a lot of fun, that's for sure. That's awesome. And that's what it's all about. I love um, talking about how fun (laughs) insurance can be because as agency owners, we can get bogged down into the nuts and bolts and the nitty gritty. And sometimes we forget about all the fun that's out there to be had for sure. So Tolga, you always, you know, bring it to the front for your teams. And I, I'm, I'm confident in guessing that your teams uh, don't get bored <laughs> working. No, no. we're safe? having a lot of fun for sure. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, to our listeners that don't know, Tolga and I actually go a little ways back to our background in the captive insurance world. So I actually know Tolga from when I had an Allstate agency. Mine was in Illinois. Tolga, yours was in Cleveland, Ohio. No, no, no. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus. Gotta, so tell me the, the difference. So I can get the Buckeyes. We got to be super straight. Thanks for straightening, <laughs> straightening me out on that one. That's a big sure. difference. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you love Columbus. Tell us a yeah. little bit about it. I'm uh, born and raised here in Columbus, Ohio. And basically all you need to know is that we have the greatest college football team ever known to man, Buckeyes. And I'm a maniac Buckeyes fan, just a... Love Columbus so much. Love Chicago too, though, where you were before. Second favorite city, I'd say. But yeah, just love lots Columbus. of sports rivalry there for sure. And I, I just love Midwesterners. And we, you know, the attitude of Midwesterners is great. I love it here. Absolutely. And so you were you began your captive agency a while back. What year was it when you it first became an insurance agent? Uh, late October 2011. It was. So yeah, late 2011. My first scratch agency. That's awesome. That's the year that I got into insurance as well. Oh, and wow. it feels like a world away now, doesn't it? Oh my God. It feels like nine years. forever, forever ago. I, I occasionally on my LinkedIn, I see my uh, first headshot from the, remember the training at Allstate? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm at, like, wow. <laughs> headquarters. They make sure you yeah. get like at least one professional shot. And yeah. um, it was a wild oh, ride. So I, I learned a lot. Yeah. So for, for those of us that um, 
are new to to the topic. So if you haven't met Tolga, he's one of the most dynamic speakers that you can invite to events. And at any insurance conference where Tolga's there, he is definitely like the keynote speaker that everyone wants to listen to. So I can't wait to pick your brain today, Tolga. I, um, I first came across... Uh, I think we first crossed paths in the insurance world not long after you launched Agency Zoom. And mm -hmm. at the time, I was in this captive agency where the, uh, the need for advanced technology to automate some of the sales and retention processes was just this huge gap that wasn't being filled. And I fell in love with Agency Zoom right away because it came out of your agency for yeah. agents. And it was really, you were just um, creating it to solve a problem that agents were facing. And we, we were using Excel spreadsheets before we yeah. had agency Zoom. So where did you get the idea for the platform? Yeah, great, great question. So it, that's actually correct. It came out of a need in my agency. Long story short, about a year and a half after starting my agency, Pure Scratch, and it's like buying a truckload of leads and implementing sales processes, I realized that we were really great at sales, but we sucked at onboarding our customers. And because we sucked at onboarding our customers, we started to suck at sales. I, that might sound confusing, but with a poor onboarding experience, you get a lot of inbound emails, a lot of inbound calls that take your people's time away from the root activity, which is sales. So I'm a big believer in that all agencies, no matter if they're big or small, they are sales organizations. Some people disagree and say it's a service organization, but I believe that the only reason you service a policy is because someone sold one first. The only reason you do an endorsement is because somebody sold a policy first. So how can we allocate as much time on that root activity that grows the agency and creates other opportunities within the agency? So again, I realized, you know, we suck at onboarding, <clears throat> how to come up with a great onboarding process. And one of the things that we noticed um, was that we were trying our best to onboard the customer at the point of sale, meaning, for example, Allstate had a discount that was called ePolicy, and you had to, the customer had to do something post-transaction to keep that discount. And we were telling the customer during the transaction what they had to do. So we were doing the right activity, but the customer's not listening. They're sure as hell right. writing instructions down. So we had to develop an onboarding process post-sale to make sure the customer did what we expected them to do so they had the experience they wanted. I just simply created a Word document that said day one, you do this, day five, day th all the way through the first renewal, different activities. And I gave it to all my guys and said, you will do this. And they did. And as a result, our sales started to go up again because our team had did it, wasn't dealing with where do I get my ID card? Why did my price go up? You know, these types of things that take people away from sales. So it was, everything was about how can I free up time for sales? And then as my numbers started to grow, other agents across the country started saying, hey, you know, I, I didn't have numbers like you guys, but they were pretty good. And uh, yeah, they started saying, well, how are you producing these numbers? I, I said, we just have a really good onboarding process. And people say, what the hell does that have to do with sales? And I said, everything. Everything. Because it's about time. It's, uh, it's about, you know, when you first start your agency, people operate in a hybrid capacity. You can't afford to be specialized. So it's all about time. So I gave people this Word document and sure enough, their sales started to go up and then um, came across um, my partners approached me at the time. They were my partners about some idea they had. And I said, wait a second, let me show you this Word document um, because I kind of had an aha moment 
when I started seeing other people's results to monetize this selfishly, I would say that. Um, <laughs> and they looked at me and, and, and they said, do you really think this will work, this Word document? I said, I, it does work. I'm telling <laughs> you. How can we bring this to a user, you know, an application? And uh, the rest is history and it worked. And, 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 and the results speak for themselves. And then um, where we are today is, is because we adapted a culture which is we'll always listen. The only reason we launched Agency Zoom is because somebody listened to me. My wife doesn't, but somebody did. My partners did in this case and said, okay, we're going to try this out. We adopted a culture to say, we're always listening to agents. If they have a problem, there's probably 10 agents behind them that have a similar problem. They're just not saying something. So how can we implement a process around that problem so that people can execute that process in a very easy way? And we've been very, very lucky. We're extremely humble and appreciative of the, of the industry. It's a great industry in the you know, we're, we're really excited about some of the things we've done and some of the things we're going to do with the help of agents like yourself and others as well. Absolutely. And I, I love that your background has uniquely positioned you to be able to have the insights that need to go into um, how a system's really going to function within an agency so that we can remove the distractions, remove the friction for the clients mm -hmm. and for the team so that we can focus on scaling and growing. And right. I think that be, I can personally, um, and I think that our agency owners listening, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I think that you can tell when a technology system has been developed by someone who's worked in an agency or not. There's a big difference between someone who has the real world experience, who's fought through the pain points in their agencies with their team and can really um, put their finger on um, where the pain points are, just keeping the main thing, the main thing. And that's why I, what I just love about this system is that it's so practical uh, and it just really solved real problems without any extra distractions. And because you are uniquely familiar with this industry that we work in, I really want to pick your brain because Tolga, you've dominated the mortgage world um, for those of you that don't know, and you're a captive agency rock star. And now as the CEO and founder of agency zoom, that's been, um, just making waves for several years now, I feel like you're able to approach these problems from three unique angles in mortgage, insurance, and tech that really are doing a great job to solve problems. So um, when you look at the agency force today and we compare it to five years ago, nine years ago when we started, what are some of the differences that you're seeing in the struggles that agency owners are facing? They're, well, they're, the... The main difference is that there are more people shifting from late majority to early majority, not necessarily early adapters. So I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but let me just talk about that. With technology, there are different segments of agencies. There are those innovators that, you know, see the flashing light, like I want to try that. You know, they're always trying to innovate. And then, right, that's a very soft segment of any like widget that you're selling. In insurance, it's even smaller. We're talking about like 1% of the agency force is that. So where do most agencies lie? It's even beyond early adapters. So you got the innovators and you got the early adapters and you got the late majority. They're way back here, you know? And so the shift that I see between that time and today is that the appetite for technology is increasing. We're not there yet. 
you know, not the entire agency force is not there yet, but the appetite is increasing. You know, people are willing to eat an appetizer, I guess you would say some people. And we, we like when we were one of the things that we're focused on a lot now moving forward. And we have been is we don't want to just have features because features attract the innovators and early adapters, but we want to affect the whole industry. And so it's about how can we bring this feature to every agency? How can we scale that in an incredibly insanely easy way? Every feature that we implement, we want to make sure that someone could do this with a word document, but it's just easier to do it with agencies. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And so um, that's the biggest change that I've seen over the difference is the appetite for technology has increased. So speaking, but it's still got a long way to go. <laughs> Absolutely, and that that opportunity is the exciting part that we want to make sure we're wrapping our arms around. So, as an industry and just working together as agency owners to ride that wave. So, speaking to the late majority, which is the, yeah. the insurance agent who doesn't um, naturally just go out there and try every new little tech gadget that comes on the scene, and they're looking for the meat and potatoes. What What's the message that you would have for that person about some key things that they need to make sure that they've adapted now so that they don't get behind the wave of where things are going next? Yeah, that, the digital transformation is coming, right? Everybody should know that, um, whether you're long for the ride. So the message that I would say is kind of our vision statement for agency Zoom as well. It's um, when you ask someone who's in that late majority, which is most of agents, tell me about your technology stack that you use in your agency today. If, if, if I would say, let me rephrase that. If I was to say, draw your technology stack that you use, their AMS would be right in the center of that. And the feeling is that any technology I adapt needs to connect to my AMS. But when you really draw out the technology stack they're already using, it's yes, their AMS is here and yes, they have some nodes that plug into that, but they're using a lot of other technology that has extremely important data that is not connected to that. So the message I would say is first to try to think about, keep an open mind to the idea that you're using technology that you're unaware of that has very important data and processes in it that's not that, that, that might not be the center. It's a very important piece of the puzzle, but it might not be the center. So the way the digital transformation in my vision is going to work is the game is about data. And so when you look at a late majority, they're still using email. That's a piece of technology in the stack that damn near everybody's using, right? But how are we using that data in the email to make sales more efficient, to make retention more efficient, you know? And how does that plug into not just my management system, but other pieces of technology I use? More than likely, they're using a VoIP system, but there are some agencies that don't, of course, but more than likely, you know, where does that plug in to the customer engagement lifecycle and those things? And so when you talk to people about those things, they start to become a little bit more open-minded and the idea is like, yeah, use it. Even if you're using a filing cabinet to store leads in, that is technology. It's just really, really old school technology, but that is the technology in your tech stack. And so, the, you know, when we talk about digital transformation, it's there are, there are vertical disruptors that are coming into the space. And the end result is what this is going to happen. I'm 100% sure of this. Valuations of independent agencies are going to shift from their agency to these 
distribution, automated distribution mechanisms. So when I, what I mean by that is like your direct people, right? Like Root as an example, Lemonade, you know, these types of companies who are disrupting uh, a distribution channels, they're going to take from valuation. These, I just read a very intensive article about this, uh, a study, and by like 2036, 50% of the valuation of independence will shift to those types of technologies. So how can you prepare your agency to maintain or grow the value while this digital transformation happens? And I think the first step, this is a very long-winded answer to that short question, is just keep an open mind to what your technology stack really is and um, maybe look at ways that as you look at your technology stack, that filing cabinet, for example, yeah, there might be, that might be the area you start with improving your technology stack and getting your data to co-mingle with each other. Long answer for a short question. Hopefully it made sense. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think what we've found is that um, to, in the insurance world, the mm -hmm. agency owner is viewed by the carriers as a distribution point or distribution channel. And then it becomes a decision from them if, if that's a distribution point that they want to invest in or not. So the question becomes, okay, if I'm viewed as a distribution point, how can I maximize that to my advantage and leverage that as an opportunity to position my agency to be competitive and stay ahead of the curve? And so I think that um, technology is a big piece of that to your point, Tolga, and data and um, one of the things that I'm curious to get your perspective on when it comes to data is what is it that agency owners need to get their eyes on? What do they need it to be hearing in their ears as far as conversations from their team on the phone or in front of their eyes as far as data to steer their agencies in the right direction? Um, I know that at Quantum, when we look at agency Zoom, um, there's some really simple data in there that we make sure is always first and foremost, just in front of us, top of mind. You can see if a salesperson is on pace or off pace for the month, which I love. I love right. that I can immediately pull their multi-line and bundle percentage because usually um, being able to do a total risk review and presenting the car and the home together to a client is one of the biggest and first ways that a sales producer can almost double their sales. So we keep our eyes on that. And those are just a few of the, the simple puzzle pieces that also make sense to the team that we want to have in front of their eyes. What about for the agency owner? What are some key things that they need to be able to get visibility on before they can hold their team accountable to these big changes? Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. 
We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation, and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at Virtual Intel, that's with two L's, that's virtualintell.com. Go check us out, see what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology, delivered right into your agency, and you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just, there's so much stuff, I can't even say it right. That's right, Virtual Intel, cast certified. Okay, so now I'm going to talk, like, I'm going to answer that question where I think about scale as the agency force, not specifically your agency, which would be on that early part of the curve, um, because you, you got to take a step back and, again, assess the nature. I would say a high, high, high percentage of agencies would say that their goal focus, like, if you ask them, do you consider your agency goal focused? They pro a high percentage would probably say yes. But the reality is, is like they may or may not be as goal focused as they wish they would be. And there's a lot of reasons why. And I understand a lot of that. So I think the first thing is setting goals. I got a high level monthly goals for your producers, people who produce in your agency. Um, what are those goals? And, and that sounds very trivial. Right. But I think that that is a great stepping stone. You set your monthly goals now. You got to follow them up with the two things that are required with any goals, which is communicate them. So number one, set your goals for each person on the team, which then creates an agency goal, communicate those goals, and then hold people accountable. Those three things sound so trivial and so easy, but they're a lot easier said than done. I, I would even say that the third part, the accountability might be the, the biggest challenge because again, back to what I said earlier, are you a sales organization or service? It is so easy, and especially as an agency owner, to get sucked into the service side that you don't have time for that root thing, which is setting my goals, communicating, and holding people accountable to their goals. Um, so really getting that solved is a great first stepping stone. Then getting into advanced, like to, give, to be full disclosure, we don't have a lot of advanced analytics. We could. Um, it's something we've thought about, but there is something about going overboard with analytics as well. When, when, you know, you got to get to A before you can get to Z um, and drilling down. Now I'll tell you, there's a, like, once our auto, automation refinements, I can't expose everything comes out. There's going to be some really cool stuff associated with that early next year that um, it's going to be really, really interesting, but it's all about how do you get that data? I can give you a piece of data, but, if you can't interpret that piece of data or it's too hard to um, take action towards that data, that's a thing. So I guess let me add that last part and then I'll finish up is you got to set goals or you got to figure out a number and then you have to take action on it. Just displaying a number means nothing if there's no action behind it. Absolutely. And I think with accountability that it's a challenge within organizations in every department, every yeah. level, all the way to the top, it's a really big challenge for leaders is how do you yeah. hold your team accountable? Because account accountability is so much larger than just, if you don't do this, you'll be fired. There's so yeah. much more to it in the motivation aspect. And one thing that's just a like, Hey, this is something that you could implement in your agency today thing is having your team come to you 
with their numbers because you want to get it in front of their eyes as well. So when they can see on paper or in agency zoom or on the screen where their performance lies in comparison to their benchmarks, and they're reporting that to you in your weekly touch base, it brings that extra level of, Oh, I'm going to need to speak to my numbers this week. I'm going to need to put them together. I'm going to need to discuss them with my coach or my sales leader or my agency owner. And it's, it, it helps transform those conversations so that it's not always the agency owner just, Hey, it's time for another meeting. Sit down. We're going to talk about your numbers. And now it's, Hey, it's time for your session. Come in. Tell me, share with me about your week. Let's see your stuff. So love it. yeah. And that gets them, they get skin in the game as well, which I absolutely love. Totally. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned something a couple of times that I want to ask you about, and you said that there's this big question that agency owners have to think through and that's, am I a sales organization or a service uh, organization? Yeah. And uh, could you expound on that a little bit more? Well, first, what you it, by that? You're obviously both. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's a philosophy. Like it, it because um, it's really hard to uh, um, do everything perfectly all the time, right? You only have enough resources are a limitation. Your time is a limitation. So me personally, w- with my agencies and how I think about things is it's all about rude activities. You know, the reason why I gained weight this during this, all this like 15 pounds is because I eat a lot of junk, right? So the root activity there is don't eat the junk, you know? Insurance agencies are very similar. The reason why an agency is able to employ a customer service person is because somebody sold a policy first. The reason why you do a certificate on a commercial policy is because somebody sold a policy first. The reason why anything happens in an agency is because somebody sold a policy first. That's how I just see things. It's just so simple. Like to me, it's simple. I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but it's just a very simple equation. And if I know that everything that the way my life is, I have a great quality of life. You know, I'm able to have an awesome team. We're able to have great customers that depend on us and trust us for things. It's because we sold policies. Um, then, then I want to pour into that. And, and guilty as charged. It's so easy not to, to get sucked away from that. So that's why I think you have to be obsessed with that decision if you're all about growing your agency. Now, there's different ways to grow through acquisition, especially if you see a lot of that on the independent channel. But um, we are seeing a, like one thing I'm noticing for sure, organic growth is a big deal now. Acquisitions are organic growth. Like that is, that's a big change I'm seeing in the independent space as well. New business is becoming more front and center. It's not. But that shift is happening. I think more people start to think like that because if you obsess about the sales part of it and just pour, pour, pour into that, you're going to accidentally grow your agency. I think that's, that's what I mean by that. So to help paint a picture for someone who has a, a different feel in their insurance agency today. So for our agency owners that are listening that have large teams, they have a book of business and they have um, clients that need to be cared for and taken care of. They have hopefully specialized the sales and the service departments in the agency. So assuming that they've already specialized, their day-to-day feel is a little bit different than from an agency that um, is focusing on the sales organization aspect of the business versus the service aspect as the main priority. So I, I want to picture for a moment, this, this new thing that's happening, that's Mm -hmm. 
that some agency owners are experiencing right now, some other ones that's new to them. And that's what if, let's just picture that we woke up, we're in this agency where we normally have the sales and the service processes. But let's say we woke up tomorrow morning and now our carrier is servicing our clients for us, whether it's your carrier or your quantum agency and we're servicing the, the policies for you. How would you then reinvest that time and talent and energy and resources into transforming the agency into a sales organization? What would that look and feel like to someone who um, has a different setup in their agency today? Well, I think that would be a major, major change. Like it would be major, big. Massive. And there's a saying, you know, the only person that likes change is a baby with a wet diaper, right? That would be like a <laughs> major change for that person. So major would, culture shock for sure. It would be a major culture shock. I think it would be uh, very hard for anybody to adapt in that situation. But um, assuming that scenario to where like, okay, you don't have to worry about service anymore. What do you do? Well, I think you and Jeff, Justin are going to be able to answer that a lot more, better than I have. But what I would do is pour into people. Um, and so I, I have this saying, it's, you know, Recruit, train, motivate, and make it rain. So I would, one, I'd spend a ton of time trying to recruit the best talent that I could that aligns with the core values that I have for my agency. So hire, fire, and acquire customers around those core values is what I would say. And then those people that you have on board already and people that you recruit to come onto your team, train them. Like, so much like endless training to them but just keep pouring it into them and they're going to become better at what they do right and they they might not stay at your agency forever and that's a that's a blessing to have if you imagine if you could have i know some people disagree with this as well but this is our company culture is like an agency zoom when we hire somebody imagine that you have every person you hire works at your company and then they move on to a, a better career that you just can't provide them at your company that's a great problem to have. That means that you are bettering people in their life. And it, it, the more people you better, the better you are. So you train people. And now that you have these highly trained people, your goal is to keep them motivated, which is so, so difficult. You got to get really creative about how you keep people motivated. And then it's make it rain, right? Keep them happy. Uh, uh, fairly compensate them. Make it a win-win for your company and them and let them grow as much as they can grow with your agency. So, you know, it, it, I would shift that recruit, train, motivate, make it rain into the sales part. Um, and if you got really great people, think about this, you got really great people that are highly trained and highly motivated. You're going to take certain risks that you probably wouldn't take before this. For example, on the independent side, not a lot of agents buy leads. I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah. But if you have great people, that are highly trained and highly motivated, that might be a risk that you want to take. I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying that might be a risk that, that you're now willing to take because you got the right resources in place. Um, you know, there are a bunch of different things, but the root is the people, I think. Pouring I into the people. You hit the nail on the head. The people are what make the key difference because I'm going to make an assumption here that the, the agency owner that is so passionate about being a service organization is because you care about people. You care about your clients. You care deeply about their experience as you should, because the clients are still, they're still the heart of what we do. The question is 
um, it's, it's never a question of if we're going to still have a world-class experience for clients that can't go away. The question is who we delegate that to, right? And if we, um, found ourselves on this journey to sculpt a sales organization, Mm -hmm. the care for people doesn't have to go away. The care for the community, it's a different focus of where your energies are, where you're pointing your energy and where you're pointing your talent, because now you not only are, you're helping more clients because you're bringing more clients on board to your agency. You're making sure that they have their true carrier fit, that they have the best coverage that they need to be best protected for the risks that life is going to bring them. You've broadened your reach. You've helped more clients, but you've also helped to sculpt this really dynamic career opportunity for the individuals in your local community that need the amazing opportunity that insurance can offer them. And you're making that possible for more people as well. And so I think that that team culture and being all about people still exists in a agency that has a sales organization mindset and that people are still the core of what we do, still the heart and soul of the agency with a different direction that you could point your focus and it's accomplished it in a different way. Let me piggyback on that real quick, because uh, I want to be clear when I say sales, like focusing on the root activities, it's not just about salespeople. So uh, like when you look at a business and you look at revenue and like growing, there generally are three levers that you can pull. The first one is new acquisition. The second one is retaining current customers, especially in a business like ours where we get paid residually. And the third one is price optimization. Now, the price optimization is not a lever that agents can really pull because, we, you know, you don't get to set the price. Right. So, so the acquisition level uh, doesn't what, – what I'm saying is, like, you still got to pull on that retention lever and provide that world-class experience because – your book of business is a revenue stream and there are ways to optimize that. That's a huge focus of ours, by the way, at agency zoom that you're going to see a lot of really interesting stuff coming out, optimizing that lever. But what I'm trying to say is do not forget about that other acquisition lever as well. And and make that a part because that's important. And some of that acquisition happens from the people in your book of business as well. So, yeah. It sure does. And automating those processes makes a really big difference so that you can keep focus on the growth. And um, it's absolutely possible, I think, to have an agency that has happy clients and lots of new clients coming on board every day as well. And I'm blessed enough to be able to, you know, every day I talk with agents and I see that every single day, just fantastic agencies that are growing, prospering and have incredible customers that just love them and they're growing some of them are growing pure organically all referral and some of them are blazing to the wall you know through leads and those things and there are different paths to get to the end game absolutely Um, and everybody's path is going to be a little bit different but it's it's so fun to watch and i think that the clients will win in the end the agency will win in the end the sales professionals in the agency will win in the end. And that's the goal as well as the carriers and doing a great job for them as well. It's a partnership and we're all in it together for sure. Mm -hmm. So what does that do for the culture in an agency when insurance becomes fun again? I mean, it becomes fun, I guess. I don't know. It can, it can be really, really boring uh, insurance, I guess. 
um, because, you know, you're just, uh, you're doing the same thing over. Sometimes it feels like the same thing over and over and over again. So that's, that's one of the things that I always challenge like our support reps with. I'll, I'll give you my anecdotal experience from agency zoom because whether you're selling insurance whether you're selling a software or you're selling widgets it's the same problem so business is a business uh, like our support team they do chat and they do one chat then they do another chat and they do another chat but this person that you're chatting with right now has no idea about the you know 50 chats that you just did previously to that they think they're the only person that you're going to chat with today so like, that's such a great opportunity that you have as a person to impact somebody on an expectation that they have coming into this. And so each individual engagement that you have with the customer is such a great, I, I like to focus on it as an opportunity um, to not only like, uh, um, you know, create a good experience, but to have fun, like with it, you know? Imagine if you could like, you, you, you just, you're starting from scratch with every single customer that you chat with or whatever. And your goal is to make them smile and make them feel like they're the only person that matters. And when you think like that and you try, it doesn't take a lot either. Like I, I, I it, it just takes a decision that you're going to put in that extra effort during that call. Uh, it does become fun because like when you make your customers happy, you become happy. I believe in that. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, you're still going to be doing the same thing over and over again. But you got to treat each at bat as just that. I am at bat. I'm trying to bat a thousand. The last time I was up doesn't matter. It's in the past. I'm up again. And it's all starting from fresh because it can get boring if you're not willing to, um, you know, make that decision to put in that extra effort. Going all in. So mm-hmm. what are some just tangible key takeaways that we can share with agency owners today that you think will help their agency be stronger in 2030? When we're thinking long-term view, competing in this modern market that has seen this disruption, what are some key things to keep our sights on that are going to make a difference? I would say, number one, keep an open mind. That, That number one thing I would say is keep an open mind and to technology that's available. Two, automation is your friend and automation is your enemy. Meaning you can, you can get into analysis process and over automate and do these things. We're in the business of automation, so it might sound weird coming out of my mouth, but you wanna leverage automation for the core processes that make up your agency. Not every damn process that makes up your agency. Like, you know, you're not looking to replace your agency. So look at, look at automation in, in, a, um, in a way that can help out your agency. On both sides of the coin, sales enablement is an area where there's a tremendous need in the independent space. If, if I was asked, what CRM are you using for sales enablement right now? Most of the time, the answer is Excel. You know? And so th- there's a great opportunity for you to see instant results just by um, implementing some kind of automation and sales enablement platform into your agency on the front end. Now on the back end, I would recommend that uh, a takeaway is thinking about how you engage with your customers a little bit differently. Proactive engagement is going to win the future. So right now, customer service and agency, not all, not all, but some agencies are very proactive. You know, we wait for the customer to call us and tell us about their claim. 
We wait for the customer to call us and tell us about their complaint about the rate increase to get us their ID cards. So how can you, with technology, probably easier, or without technology, proactively uh, engage with your customers? And the starting of that is segmenting your book of business. You got to be an expert at segmenting your book of business so that you can allocate your CSRs and account reps time correctly because they can't talk to all your customers. So that's a big focus is uh, for us is customer segmentation and, and uh, engagement enablement uh, rolling into next year. You're going to see a lot of that coming from us is like um, helping agents identify the segment of the book that they should be talking to and then actually doing that for them because it's, it takes action. So those are some takeaways that I would um, really uh, emphasize. That's fantastic. And segmenting that book allows you to be really proactive and have outbound reach to those new clients that you just brought on board. So that yep. instead of waiting for them to call the agency, someone lovely insurance professional from your office is calling them to welcome yeah. them, make sure they signed all their documents, that they've right. activated their telematics device, that they have their home inspection results and all that extra love and all that extra time and energy and resource really helps to strengthen that relationship with the client so that um, they have a great midterm experience and a great renewal experience and it all compounds from there. And I think having an automated process right. in place. For but, that but, yeah, let me give you a perfect example of like another one too, for like post onboarding. Another example would be like, okay, let's say you're a, a mid-sized agency and you got, I don't know, 4,000 customers. I don't even know what mid-sized agency is anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So you got like, let's say 800 people that renew on average every single month. There's no way you're gonna reach out to all of them, right? So the question is who does Susie in my office, out of all the renewals that are happening in October, who do I want Susie to be in front of? So it's not just pulling a list of all my renewals, it's what are those additional attributes that the customer's persona has that makes it important for you? I'll give you a perfect example. If somebody gave you an MPS score, of a low NPS score and they're renewing next month and they have a rate indication that's going up 12%, for example. That segment of customers is kind of low hanging fruit with who you should contact. You know, somebody that's really happy with you that has no rate increase coming indicated at all, you know, you don't even need to worry about them. Get what I'm saying? So it's, it's about being able to segment your book the way you want. Or if you get a rate increase indication from Safeco on homeowners, how are you going to proactively engage with those people, but not decrease the premium in your book? Because that's also important as well. So it's a interesting, um, it's going to be some fun stuff. I'm super excited about the future. That's so awesome. And automating those, those main interaction points make it easy to happen in your agency. So it takes the guesswork out for yeah. the producers makes a world of difference. So um, how can we um, reach out to agency zoom yeah. if um, we're not familiar and need to have a demo? Totally. Yeah. Um, just jump on agencyzoom.com. You'll see a book, a demo button on there. Click that button. You'll, we have demos multiple times throughout the week that are live demos. Some of them are groups. Some of them are one-on-one. -on -one. Join a demo. We'll give you one month free to try it out. We have no contract whatsoever. We believe in earning your business every single month. Cancel during your trial period. Cancel afterwards. Our promo codes never expire. We, I personally cannot stand when people give out promo codes and they're like, oh, by the way, you got three days to use it. I think that's BS. We're ready for agents when they're ready for us. 
So whenever you feel like, you know, you might have heard something that can add value, jump on that website and otherwise um, just stay tuned. It's all good. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Tolga, and for sharing the the power that a highly trained and highly motivated team can have in an agency because um, we are in this with our people and our team members and they make a world of difference every day. So thank you tons. Yeah. I appreciate it. And agents, this series is about you. The age of independence is here and we're in it together. Your agency has the power to leverage one of the biggest waves of opportunity that we could ask for. And so together we're here and we're ready and we're going to make it a win for our clients, our carriers, our team. And um, so thank you, loyal listeners. This is Caitlin Agar and Tolga signing off until next time. Thanks.